What up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. We should go to Outback later tonight. Thank you for tuning into the very first episode of Off Our Rangers, a real play podcast using a homebrew system designed to emulate martial arts focused live action superheroes. Or also just known as Tokusatsu. The game we're using is called Toku of the Week. I made it. If you're familiar with Power by the Apocalypse system or any of the games associated with it, or specifically by Monster of the Week, you'll probably recognize a lot of similarities between the two. Shout out to Vincent Baker of Lumpley Games, creator of Apocalypse World and the Power by the Apocalypse system, and to Michael Sands and Steve Hickey at Evil Hat Games for creating Monster of the Week. Fantastic games, definitely deserve a lot of love. We had a very fun and very long session zero, so to save a little bit of time, we've clipped together some choice parts of that to let you in on what you need to know, and also give you a chance to meet every person who's part of the podcast more than just your humble chronicler and wife. Uh, I'm Storm. I play John. Full name? John Lee Wallace. There we go. I'm Matthew, and I'll be playing Shinu Yong. I am Andrew, and I'll be playing Cal Capogo. So the system is going to be a living system because it's a hack, and because I'm constantly moving it around and changing things. So anticipate the system to change as we play. Anticipate the system to be not 100% finished as we're playing, as things might evolve change go back number of things can happen so be wary of that also we're not, none, none of us here are min maxers so we're not necessarily playing here to like get the most points we're playing here for a story that's what i think power by the apocalypse it, it allows us to create a collaborative story in the spirit of that collaborative story experience let's actually go through and give a little introduction with everybody's characters before we actually start the first episode proper so let's start off with, I want to hear about John Lee Wallace. So Storm, you tell me, who is John? John is a doctor of oceanography, uh, underwater oceanography specifically. Um, and he works at the MO, which is the Museum of Oceanography and Explanation. Or well, you, you've already answered the next question I had was, uh, where does John work? Oh, cool. Um, and then John used to it's, wait, be... let's let's go back to that though. Like oh, like John okay. works at the Mo. What does the Mo stand for? Museum of Oceanography and Exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh what did John used to do? Uh John used to be a explorer of the uh Royal Stokes, which is to say he used to be an, another ranger. So he was a Power Ranger beforehand, uh, back in what time? 1978. Good old 70s. And that's relevant because this series actually takes place in 1993. A thing I might have already said earlier. It also takes place in Bahamut's Bay. We're, we're getting this way out of order, and that's fantastic. Always. So does John have someone important to him? Uh, John has his lovely wife, Henri. And where does Henri work? She is a doctor at the Bahamas Bay Memorial. So where did Henri and John meet? They met at the uh, school commons area uh, lunchroom. Uh, Henri was probably getting food. John saw a very beautiful woman. And he went up and talked to her. Oh, he's, he's, he's courageous like that. Oh, romantic. Courageous I think that's... 
That's a good idea. Okay, okay. So uh, anything else that you want us to know about John? Um, not sure. What do we think? What else do you think we should know about John, Ruby? Well, anybody else have any questions about John? I guess John's is not that interesting. No one really wants to yeah, ask yeah. any more questions about him. I guess that's fair enough. If he used to be a ranger. Like, I think that that's cool, but okay. No, it's fine. Everybody else can just kind of forget about poor old John. So let's yeah. go on and talk about Shinu. Matt, tell me about Shinu. Shinu is a successful Korean-American entrepreneur. He actually runs several businesses around Bahamut's Bay, most notably of those being the Bubble Dive. And what is the Bubble Dive? The Bubble Dive is a massive complex containing a myriad of more than a dozen different businesses, the most popular in there being a bubble tea cafe. Okay, that's pretty, that's pretty overall. Uh, tell us a little more about the Bubble Dive, though. I feel like there's, there's some more. Uh, like, we just to know some of the other businesses in there? Yeah, yeah let, let's, let's get an idea about what's, what's currently open inside the Bubble Dive. Well, at this time, in addition to that bubble tea cafe I've mentioned, it's also a dive and bait shop, a comic book shop, a convenience store, a nolabang or karaoke, a community rec center, a dock, a post office, a car wash, a library, a minute clinic, an arcade, a taxidermist, a laundromat, a pawn shop, a fortune teller, and a wedding and matchmaking parlor. It's quite a lot of things. He's a good businessman. She knew absolutely is. And I adore him. Now let's go to someone who I don't adore too much. Andrew, tell me about Cal. Rude. And you know I love Cal, okay? I love I love all of these babies we've made. So Cal, he's a university student who is uh, heavily tanned and mop of blonde hair. Um, he's constantly out surfing and diving in the waters of Bahamut's Bay. He's also happy. He's not the smartest guy around, but... He's smart enough to get into the science he wants to pursue. So where does Cal go to school? Cal goes to school at the Bahamut's Bay University, also known as the BBU. Hmm. What is Cal's major and minor? He majors in marine biology and has a minor in chemistry. So what are Cal's peers like? Cal has a couple of close friends he hangs out with on the university campus. Namely, uh, Lucia Bishop and Chad Dangerfield. Ooh, love that name. Love that name so much. Whoever invented that name needs to be given a very, very big award. It was Ruby. It was me. Uh, Lucia, obviously the coolest girl on campus, is also a surfer and a general lover of not following any rules. Meanwhile, so a real rebel girl? Basically, yeah. Meanwhile, Chad is a classic university jock, plays football for the school team, and uh, always uh, competing with the cow. Okay, and uh, where does Lucia work as well? Lucia works at the Bubble Dive, as well and... with Cal. Mm -hmm. So how does Cal feel about Shinu? He feels Shinu is a eccentric but decent boss. And who is Stick Capogo? Stick Capogo is the strange uncle that 
has been around for most of Cal's childhood, but has left town around five years ago. Last thing I want to talk about is Reese Goodwin. Reese Goodwin was a person who knew to a certain degree everybody here and is very important to their lives. Him rolling back into town is pretty much the inciting action that starts off the plot of the show. So it's very important that everybody know a little bit about who Reese was to all these characters. Yes, this is a lot of front-loading of stuff. It's important, though. John, how did you know Reese? John was Reese's drinking buddy. They would hang out with uh, Reese and would have a few beers or... Reese absolutely would not would not have beer. Right. John would have the beers or whatever really was was being bought at the time. So, and then they would just hang out and talk about stuff. Reese is the type to drink a suffering bastard. I was hoping that would get like a laugh track, of some kind. Literally nothing. <laughs> just credit in post. Just crickets. <laughs> it's fine. How did Shinu know Reese? Shinu has known Reese for years. They were quite close friends before they had a falling out prior to uh, Reese leaving town. How did Cal know Reese? Cal personally did not know Reese, but Shtick Kapogo knew Reese and uh, was an old drinking buddy of them. Okay, so Stick and Reese left town about five-ish years ago. Yep. Okay. Deep under the seas, in dark trenches, two divers in large suits search the sea floor. What they find is impossible. Architecture. What appears to be a whole township worth of them. Pillars and amphitheaters. Greco-Roman in design. It simply cannot be. And yet, as they touch these monuments to the impossible, they cannot deny. As they continue to search in astonishment, they find more artifacts. Weapons for hands bigger than any human, stairs beyond the gate of any man's, and among the buildings, one, a temple, holds a treasure above all else they see. A collection of many rare things, of vases and gems, and a single metal rod, two inches in height, with a centerpiece that glows a stark white light. Before they can even question what it was, they're both struck down, claws reaching out to claim the strange metal device. The view pulls back, from the deep trenches of the ocean up to the waves, turning now to the site of a coastal city, scaffolding covering it, wide-scale construction. Bahamut's Bay, 1964. Here I go, here I go, here I go again, girls, what's my weakness? Okay, okay so we're going to pull into helicopter shots over top Bahamut's Bay. We're going to show, we just want to show off Bahamut's Bay. And by Bahamut's Bay, we're going to show off the beaches, and we're going to show off the, the, the hot women at the beaches. That's, that is our objective. Bahamut's Bay, it's where sexy people live. 
as we're doing the sick like helicopter shots all around through Bahamut's Bay, we're going to go down to the south side of Bahamut's Bay. We're actually going to go down to the Bubble Dive. It's an establishment that's located right on the docks in the south side of Bahamut's Bay. It's going to be a uh, giant, like it was a former rec center. Like this place is absolutely huge. Uh, and the owner and operator of this is Shinu Yong, a known member of the community, mostly because he made the Bubble Dive and currently is the owner-operator of the Bubble Dive, so that's the only reason anybody ever knows him. Uh, it is uh, Wednesday, 2 p.m., uh, March 3rd, 1993. Working at the Bubble Dive, I imagine during that time, because it seems like the kind of time that Cal will be working, uh, Cal, you're at the cafe, you're uh, handing out drinks to people, it's a little crowded for like 2 p.m. on like a Wednesday. It's pretty all right, uh, all things considered. And uh, you don't even notice them walk in, but you do notice that whenever they come up to the counter uh, and they like ring that little like bell to like kind of get service mm -hmm. that I imagine Shinu actually has installed because uh, Shinu thought it'd be a fun thing to have. So they, they ring that little, uh, you know, I'm going to have a sound effect for it. You walk on over, uh, you see, I'm going to say that they look just like Gerard Way. I'm going to find a better way to describe them at some point in the future. But imagine someone who looks like Gerard Way, uh, not like during MCR days, but like like now-ish, like, you know, kind of like, like early 30s kind of look. I guess that would be actually Gerard Way near the end of MCR. Technically, it's still MCR days. And okay, okay, they haven't made an album yet, so like I might just outright just describe this. Okay, imagine a uh, tall, slender uh, person in a blue suit with a red tie and dyed red hair, all swept to the side, uh, walks up uh, to the counter, rings the bell, looks over at you, and says, "Why, hello there. I'm looking to see if I can't speak to Shinu Yong by any chance." Oh, you're looking for the proprietor of this fine establishment. Uh, I guess Cal uh, turns around. Does uh, Shinu have, like, a intercom system or a bell to ring for Shinu? I mean, he clearly has to. I mean, have you seen how big the bubble dive is? Yeah, so Cal turns around, uh, walks up, rings it a bunch. Probably like a walkie-talkie, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's a wall of walkie-talkies. Each employee has their own individual walkie-talkie. Shinu, someone's looking for you down at the calf, the bubble tea area. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. I uh, put it back on the wall and uh, back up. Uh, he's on his way. I'm going to also say that, uh, Shinu, whenever you, you said it on the radio, I'm going to say you said Cal's name. I was anticipating you to do that because that's radio etiquette, actually. To always say names. I say this as someone who works at Target. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to say you said... So can you actually like like give me that that can you that good sound recording to that that you that you said like I'll be right there in a moment, Cal? You that? Okay, Cal, I'll be there in a moment. Perfect, thank you. Person uh, in the blue suit perks up and says, "Cal, you wouldn't by chance happen to be Stick's nephew, would you?" Are you talking about Stick Capogo? Stick Capogo. They, they just from hearing the name, uh, they they chuckle a little bit and are like. Yeah, I definitely mean that one. Yeah, he is my uncle. My goodness, Cal, it's been forever since I've seen you. I don't know if you recognize me. Oh, uh, I must have misplaced that memory. Uh, they reach a hand out uh, over the uh, counter and say, Well, 
It's nice to meet you again. I remember uh, it wasn't too long ago, maybe about five years. Reese Goodwin, nice to meet you. They give a little wink at you. Cal Capogo. So you haven't happened to see your uh, your old uncle, have you? It's it's been been a minute since I happened to see him. I've been trying to look through uh through town for past a uh, little bit while. He's been out of town, probably nearly five years. Looks like we had the same idea, I guess. While you're waiting, you want to have a uh, bubble tea? You know what? What 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 are the specials? Those are always the best part. Yeah, we got few few going on right now. We got some kiwi monsoon. Mm. We got uh, ruby red grapefruit, great grapefruit, and a avocado sunrise surprise, as well as my favorite, asparagus apocalypse. I think that ruby red grapefruit sounds pretty good to me. No, no, you mis- you mistake it. It's ruby red grapefruit and avocado. Sunrise oh, it's surprise. both of those. Ooh, and okay, yeah, I'll think I'll take some of that grapefruit right there with the avocado surprise, sunrise surprise. We're we're, we're obligated to say it all. Uh, Reese just kind of looks over slightly like, yeah, that makes sense. She knew that kind of guy, I know, didn't he? How'd you uh, end up meeting Stick? I don't think I've ever heard you, you whenever he talks. I guess that might not, uh, might not come up too much. I remember seeing you a few times, but usually only just in passing. I tell you, Stick used to talk about you all the time, though. That sounded way more ominous than I wanted to sound. <laughs> Keeping it in like that, though. Hopefully, good things. Oh, nothing but good things. Uh, Stick, uh, Stick always talked about how how much potential you had. Stick was quite the guy. We uh used to go out drinking a few times a night. Well, I'd go out a few times a night. He'd go out a few times a month. Mm. Imagine around this point, this is when she knew. Like, like how long? How far away is the bubble? Di- like, like is everything in the bubble dive that they were having this <laughs> long conversation? And she knew still not there. She knew just not in any hurry. He's he's literally just still sitting in his office. You don't even know who it is, though. Maybe it's someone that like Shinu actually wants to see. You act like there isn't surveillance cameras in all the business. I mean, all he has to do is look at one camera and notice a giant red hair. Your cow. Aw, uh, you poor summer child, assuming that uh, cameras in the 90s had color. I would also say Reese probably does not look anything like they uh, they looked like five years ago. All right, well. He's he's heading down the stairs now. And I imagine Cal just finished making up the ruby red grapefruit and avocado sunrise surprise. Risa looks over at it and is just surprised by the color. Just like, you'd think either the green or the red would like win out. Instead, just blue. I'm not expecting it to be that color. It's just how it is. No, 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 no color dye, no food dye, anything like that. Just it's, it just happens to be blue. Nope. Straight. Straight the ingredients. Risa takes takes a little like a sip out of it. Um, roll courage to see how well you made this. Dr- I'm kidding. Yeah, it takes a sip out of the drink. It's just all like puts it down after the one sip. Like like Reese is okay. Reese tried it and is okay. Uh, and then starts reaching out from the wallet, like just uh, pulling it over. Like how much was that? Three bucks. Uh, the specials are slightly more. For 1993 money. <laughs> Three bucks is a lot of money. That's like. That's like seven bucks today. <laughs> it's five dollars. It's it's ten dollars today. I have absolutely no idea how much a bubble tea costs. So today they cost like three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they cost three dollars in today money. <laughs> she knew how much are the bubble teas? 
the, the, the feature in public. Why are you asking Shanu? Cal should already know. Cal sells them all day. <laughs> I think at this point, I've come down the stairs. I see Reese taking his wallet out. Would I recognize him at this point? You, there's no way you would be able to mistake like this person. You, you've known them like, like you know Reese too well. I, I then, so I'm like, uh, that one's on the house for my good friend here. Uh, Reese turns around with a like, like little smile on on their face, just like surprised by that. It's all like, Shanu, buddy, it's been so long. I, I approach him, arms wide open for for offering a hug. Uh, Reese, of course, like with a little bit of trepidation, comes through and is about to give a hug over to uh to Reese uh, to uh Shinu. I punch him in the gut and continue walking to the other set of stairs to go back up to my office. I want you to roll boldness to see how this punch goes, because you better back it up, okay? If you're gonna do it, you better back it up. Nine. With a mixed success, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, no, you, you. You punch uh, Reese in the gut, and Reese does actually fall to the ground. Uh, but then, like around you, like a bunch of like, 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 like it almost like the music stops, and everyone around you is just like, "What in the world just happened?" Like you're, you're hearing people whisper all around the, uh, the 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 cafe, like, and like all eyes are immediately on Shinu. Like, like you can't just walk away now. Don't worry, he's an actor. We're just practicing. Reese like starts coughing, like <coughs> playing pretty hard, but we're definitely playing. It's it's all ugh, it's all all right. Shinu seems to hesitate for a moment, but then extends his hand to help uh, Reese stand up. Uh, Reese uh, grabs uh, the hand for like a quick moment before like pulling away and actually like lifting uh, themselves up uh, from uh, which uh, with a table, uh, standing back up and like just. At this point, I'm looking at my watch. Well then, uh, I guess we can uh, give up with the pleasantries. Uh, was hoping to have a nice little conversation, but. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I wanted to ask you about... I'm looking for Stick, and I can't quite find him. I haven't seen him in years. Like I just mentioned. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Cal. It's not like I wouldn't trust you, but... Stick being gone from family for a few years doesn't sound too far-fetched from me. Stick being gone from Shinu for a few years? I feel like those two knew each other a little bit better, but... Maybe not. Shinu, you happen to know where, uh... Where he went? Away. I get a feeling it might be best for me to mosey it. No, no, no. Stay a while. I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be fine. Hey, um, uh, and they reach inside uh, their jacket pocket and uh, pull out a uh, little metal tube with a uh, deep emerald green glowing light on the inside of it. Passes it uh, right to Shinu and said, what flea market did you get this from? You know what, Shinu? I was going to say something real nice, but... I think you know whose this was, and I think you'd like to have it, because Reese just be kind of begins walking away. Uh, before uh, Reese entirely walks out of uh, the room, uh, shouts over uh, to Cal across the room, like, Cal, did he take the old boat, or... Uh, it's the one I think is uh, docked out there, the one that I think it is. Yeah, last time I saw... Dick, he gave me a boat and a bike. Perfect. Uh, and then Reese closes the door, uh, walks out, and if you can look out the window, you can see Reese literally like jumping onto the boat. Uh, <laughs> Cal is gonna say, uh, Shinu, can I go outside for a minute? Yeah, go, go get your boat. I don't, I wouldn't trust him with that. Uh, Cal, uh, hurries outside. 
when you go outside, uh, Reese is like like currently uh, like blazer off and like on uh, the side there, and it's starting to tear through the boat. Hey, Reese, what are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm looking for something. You know that is my boat now. You know that, right? And did he sign a deed away? Yeah, it was in the boat when I got it. Yeah, well, I'm not finding a deed either, okay? Maybe we should look for the deed as well. Make certain that, you know, you even have a case I against I mean, it's me. been five years since I had the... <laughs> Listen, okay, I'm looking for a watch. You happen to find a watch through here? Real nice looking watch, okay? Yeah, the watch doesn't work. So you know where it is? Yep. And you didn't hawk it? No, I still have it. Why do you need a watch? Are you, were you trying to rob me? <laughs> It's not that I'm trying to rob you. It's a watch I gave. Uh, it's a watch I gave your uncle. And if I know where he left it, he'd leave it in the boat rather than anything else. It's where he caps a lot of things. And then from there, uh, you can see he's actually like tapping underneath seats and stuff, looking for things. And like, like as he's tapping underneath the seat, you can actually see like like uh, little trap doors actually opening up and things uh, inside them. Don't go to the secret stashes. Listen, I'm not trying to take anything for the secret stashes. I just need the. Uh... I think I think we all know how it is when 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 you give someone something to take care of for a little while and then suddenly you need it again and they happen to have skipped town and you can't find them and you're going to hope that they have it inside the secret stash of their uh, secret boat that they don't keep documented. Fine. Just take the stupid watch. It's in the back left uh, compartment underneath the cooler. Yeah, Reese goes back there, uh, pulls the uh, cooler out of the side, reaches inside the compartment, and uh, looks at the case. Inside uh, case, as he's uh, opening up the thing to see the actual uh, watch on the inside, sees a little note written by Stick, leaving the watch to Cal. You tell me what the, uh, the note says. To Cal. Hope this serves you better than it did serve me. And don't throw it out, please. Yeah, Reese sees that and just kind of stops for a moment like... And just kind of sits down on the uh, deck of the boat like, he didn't leave it to you, he gave it to you. There's a big difference between those two things. Okay, he gave you the boat too, okay? But the, the important... I'm not about to take your boat, okay? You leave someone something, that means you're leaving it around. You don't actually want it anymore, okay? But you give something to someone. Why are you doing so much for this watch? It doesn't even work. Yeah. You know why it doesn't work? Reese uh, tosses the box that has the uh, watch inside of it and... Uh, Climbs off the boat onto the dock, too. Uh, Reese then uh, reaches inside of uh, their jacket pocket and pulls out a long metal tube uh, that has a brilliant orange glowing light on the inside of it. Are you giving me a glow stick, too? It's, uh, it's a watch key. How about that? That'll, uh, that'll make the, the whole thing work. That makes sense? Sure. Stick wanted you to have it. Wanted to have it for a reason. You know what? I think you'll know if you need to use that. I think you'll know what to do. Reese just kind of uh, saunters away a little bit uh, off to the side, shaking their head like, crazy world. So now Cal has a watch and uh, a glowing tube in his hands, looking dumbstruck. <laughs> yeah. He lets out a sigh. Then he looks back at the boat. Did, is it still a giant mess? Oh, it's a complete mess. Uh <sighs> He goes and at least attempts to close all the secret apartments before going back inside. Uh, we're now going to cut over to the Mo. What is... Okay, so it's uh, 3 p.m. on a Wednesday. What is John currently doing? He's probably reviewing dive reports as well as soil samples uh, before he sends them off 
to the whatever mining company he was contracted to help work for. Let's think of a random mining company just for just for effect. Dynatech Mining. Yeah, that's a good one. That sounds that sounds uh, fake, but also just a little bit real. Yep, exactly. So, yep, and he's reviewing those reports, and then he he signed off on them, and then put his stamp on the the reports, so to speak. Okay, coming up from there, uh, that is when Mori Yatanaka walks up over to John's desk. I'm assuming John has like kind of a makeshifty desk uh, for whenever he's uh, reviewing this kind of paperwork. Yeah, he, he typically doesn't actually have a de- like he has a desk, but it's not like an actual desk. It's just a computer desk he found in one of the labs and borrowed it wherever he's working off of that day yeah doesn't seem much of a desk jockey type seems more of the hey this this desk is free let me let me use this for the evening yep uh so yeah mori yatanaka the uh administrator of the labs and the assistant director for the mo which we should say is the museum of oceanography and exploration uh i guess uh professor or doctor She's definitely a doctor. Okay, so Dr. Mori Yatanaka walks up over to desk and uh, hands you a little bit of paperwork for uh, the whole setup and stuff. You uh, have all the uh, diamond reports uh, through for the evening yet? Yep, they're already done, Mori. How's it going? Could be a lot better. Could be a lot worse. You know how life be. It's a Wednesday. Hump day, am I right? Hump day. Uh, In that moment, as uh, you're having that, like, water cooler, just awkward small talk... Uh, that's actually whenever you hear a scream from across the hall. Mori immediately looks over and is like, that doesn't sound right. Uh, nope. That does not. Uh... We want to call Keith the security guy? Like, she, like, yawns in the middle of that and is all like, we want to call Keith the security guy? See if we can't have him uh, come over here and check out what's going on? Yep, already on. I was uh, seeing if... And he um, pulls out the walkie-talkie and see if Keith's at his desk. Keith does not respond. I guess I'll go check it out. I mean, be careful. Do you want me to come with you? Yeah, just in case. It's better to have more than one person. Uh, Mori follows uh, quick behind as you uh, travel through the hallways. As uh, which, uh, you are going through uh, hallway paths and such, uh, heading uh, forward. Out in front of you, you see a bunch of tall, skinny men, uh, some women, all wearing striped shirts, and uh, a little bit of like cut off jeans or torn up, ripped off jeans. Some of them with bandanas around their heads. Uh, and all of them are about probably like six of them in total uh, are all clawing at and like smashing open uh, one of the uh, like like through the halls. There's like artwork and there's uh, artifacts and stuff uh, that have been found in the area. Uh, just kind of bric-a-brac to kind of set up along the wall. And they're currently clawing at, like, this massive mural and, like, trying to knock over the glass and, like, break open inside of it. Cool. John is going to run forward and then, you know, shout at them to knock that off. And then if that doesn't deter them, to try and stop them. When you shout at them, they they don't even pay a mind to you. They just keep going. So I guess we're going to go to option two, which is stop them. So Okay, what are you going to do? Is there, like, uh, chairs nearby? No, it's like a complete, like, like otherwise empty hallway. Like, imagine, like, it's a hospital hallway in, like, the uh, downstairs area where they have, like, different, like, weird art pieces throughout the uh, bottom area. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, I guess he's just going to run up and then um, knock one out of the way uh, and then and then go from there. Okay, roll boldness for me to see how well you are able to knock over. Boldness. Uh, yeah, that boldness. Roll that boldness. Fourteen. Damn. 
Okay, we're starting this off right. Okay, John Lee Wallace showing that they are truly the veteran of all things. As you knock uh, one of them off to the side, you push them so hard uh, that they like like bounce into the wall. And as they're bounced to the wall, you can tell they're not just passed out, but suddenly uh, their entire body flashes until they become a giant piranha person. At the look of the piranha looking fish person uh, underneath uh, that has just been knocked out as the other five are now uh, swarming around you. Uh, Mori Atanaka, it looks down at the uh, piranha person is all like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, just like immediately like, like reaching towards like the fire alarm, but instead grabs the extinguisher right next to it and like holds it right next to that. And as you're about to hit another one and like another, uh, which are these, uh, tall people in the striped shirts uh as they start uh attacking uh she swings over and like hits another one with a this this fire extinguisher that's like like being held out like a blunt weapon mm -hmm. just like smashes right in the jaw and knocks them uh unconscious and into prana form as well hey john yeah um this is the weirdest dream i've had in a little while i'll tell you that yeah it's it's a definitely weird one uh what do you do i see the is there any other makeshift weapons around like not a she took pretty much the only one. Like, like there was like in in the hallway, there was the fire extinguisher, and that's pretty much it. Okay, uh, John is just gonna roundhouse kick one into another and see if that like knocks them away. Uh, roll bonus. Seven. Okay, I'm going to say you uh, go to roundhouse kick one, uh, and you are able to actually like like hit one of them and uh, knock them into piranha form, but like they're still like hanging around and like about to come for you, and now they've actually drawn like a giant like cutlass. Uh, they're like about to throw at your head. Uh, uh -huh. meanwhile, the other one that you tried to also kick into, uh, instead grabs your leg and like pulls you down and you take, uh, two harm. Neat. Uh, well, this is gone horribly. At this point, uh, Mori with the giant fire extinguisher, uh, comes through and like tries to smack another one and gets the entire fire extinguisher like cut in half by the sword and then like looks at like the half that she has left after like the other half just like rolls rolling across the uh, floor the co2 that was inside of it is now just like kind of like dripping onto the floor and uh slightly expanding around uh just like kind of just just making a whole big mess and uh she looks over it's all like well, that's all i had yep time to let's let's get out of here there's they got weapons or we don't. Is the CO2 going off so like there's smokes going everywhere? I would say when you just cut one in half, like a little bit goes off, but it doesn't actually go through the whole process. Mm -hmm. So John is going to uh, like free himself and then he's he and uh, he's going to roll courage to free yourself. OK, yep. Plus one. Eight. Eight. Ooh. OK, so with an eight. I'm going to say you actually are able to uh, run out of that way, um, but either you trip or uh, Mori trips. Uh, I want to say that maybe in trying to escape, like one of the prawn people grabs at John's legs and uh, he trips up. Okay, uh, Mori is at the uh, other end of the hall and she looks back as uh, now you're actually being surrounded by the remaining uh, four uh, piranha people. And one of them is actually about to hit you with uh, the sword coming down towards you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and she just, like, kind of uh, comes back there. And at this point, she has actually, like, gone through one of the unconscious ones, grabbed the cutlass off of them, and, like, holds it up to, like, kind of get, like, between, like, the sword swing uh, on you, kind of, like, you know, flins against that. And then it's all, like, trying to help you up. 
Um, is there is there one of the other unconscious ones nearby? Yes. John is going to grab that cutlass, and then, like as, like he's getting up and swinging at the the other four, and so like trying to like stab at them and push them back enough so that they, he can he and more can get get out of there without taking too much more harm. Okay. Uh, roll boldness. Let's see. Let's see if you can you can actually fend them off. Eleven. With an eleven, uh, both you and Mori, as you are actually like slicing through, uh, she's able to like uh, which slash at the one that has like only one health left, the the Prana person. Mm-hmm. And you slash at another one uh, of the uh, Prana people in disguise and uh, slash them, and also kind of push them down. Uh, at this point, you're actually noticing the Piranha people behind you uh, that are on the ground uh, without their weapons are actually starting to dissolve into water. Huh. And so you still have two that are coming right at you, and uh, Mori is, like, taking a few steps back until uh, you both uh, start getting uh, cornered into a wall uh, around the uh, legit, uh, the the bend of the hallway. Mm. Like, they're starting to corral you. Okay. Hmm. Could I, um, with the other, t- like, the other two Prana people, they have their cutlasses out as well? Uh, they're in human form, so they don't have their cutlasses. Okay. I think John wants to try to just... He, he he looks at more. Do you think you, we can take down these last two? Uh, Maury looks over at John and like says, "Usually, my dreams when I'm doing something like this, I'm going back to back with David Duchovny and the X Files. But if me and David can do it, I guess me and you can do it." Sounds good then. And so then John is gonna slash at the one on the left. Okay, roll boldness. Eight. With an eight, I'm going to say uh, while you're able to slash at uh, the one and actually take that down. Uh, Mori is actually, uh, slashes at and instead, uh, gets her arm, uh, caught against and, uh, has the cutlass knocked out of her hand, uh, and is now actually being, uh, lunged at, and she's actually swiped across, uh, the neck, causing her, uh, to bleed a bit and for her to, like, uh, just kind of scream out a little bit of, like, just, just intense pain. Um, John is gonna grab the prana person, the human form prana person by the... Is it the brown person like now separated from them? The product person is literally grappled onto Mori. Uh, then John is gonna stab that product person through the, the, the midsection. Okay, uh, roll boldness. Uh, I got another 14. It says plus one. I technically have plus two. Okay, so yeah, with 14, uh, yeah, you're definitely able to slash at this uh, last little foe and uh, take them down. As they're uh, being dropped down, Maury's uh, grabbing at the side of her neck, uh, holding it, like, firmly, like, hey, feeling a little woozy. Uh, it's okay if I, like, kind of go to sleep a little bit? Uh, it's not. Uh, don't go to sleep. Uh, I got a med kit, and I'll, we, we, I can put a patch on it, and then we'll get you to the hospital. From that point, Maury's, like, uh, kind of leaning against the wall and starts, like, kind of sliding down it, like, hey, but going to sleep sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, don't, don't go to sleep. He, he, he helps her up and then goes and, like, he puts, he tears off one of his sleeves and, and like, sort of puts it, like, has her hold it to her neck so that she can stop the bleeding and then he can get her to the hospital. Okay, I'm going to say we're actually going to uh, cut back to the bubble dive. Uh, from there, you actually, uh, get a phone call. Uh, not just a phone call, actually. Shinu, you get a pager beep on your pager, your beeper. And, uh, inside there, you actually see a little cutoff message that says, Weird people at docks need help? Question mark? 
Uh, and you can tell it is actually from uh, Rebel Girl herself, Lucia. Cal, could you mind the fort? I gotta go help Lucia at the docks. I, I, oh. Okay. Can I come with? If you want, but you're driving yourself. Aren't the docks like right by the bubble dive? These are going to be the docks like right across uh, from there. Like there, the, the bubble dive technically does have like a few docks, but they're kind of like public use docks. Meanwhile, she's actually at the like like shipping receiving docks, and they're across uh the they're across the bay. All right, you you head there. I'll uh, I'll meet you there. I'll come after. I'm just gonna get someone to watch the front. All right. Yeah. Well, I grab one of the radios and I call uh Tom and Nina up to the front because you know they're they're my number two when I'm not around. We're gonna cut over. Uh, I'm guessing that uh, what vehicle? Since there's uh, Shinu has so many vehicles. What vehicle does Shinu uh, drive over to the uh, the docks? Well, he's gonna take his Porsche this time. The Porsche. Do you describe that? It's a Porsche. It's red. <laughs> there we go. I know cars. There we go. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't need any other description other than color. Uh, and what is Cal taking over there? Since uh, he is not allowed to get inside the Porsche. Drives over in. Uh... His orange 1954 Indian Chief that he got from Stick back in the day. Uh, as y'all are heading down, you actually see uh, Lucia's car, uh, which I am going to say is a beat to hell like 1991 Buick Century. Uh, it's been two years, but you can tell this car has probably been totaled and then repaired like from scratch. And uh, inside the uh, car, you actually see Lucia uh, just kind of like ducking around the thing, being like, okay, hey, like, 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 uh, which it waving you guys over uh, as you uh, both arrive through there. Uh, she looks over and it's all like, you know, I meant like call the police or something. I, I feel like that, you know, I feel like they might handle this a bit. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. It she I got a cell phone. And I don't have a cell phone. I have a beeper. I've got a cell phone. Then call the police. All right. Lucia looks over at Cal and is all like, nice to see you again, Cal. Yeah. Anything to get out of work? Uh, like, I whisper that to her. I whisper that to her. She's like, uh, which I, she giggles along and like kind of ducks down underneath the, uh, the side of the car and just being like, do you, do you see those guys over there, though? They are, they are definitely... And inside there, you actually see more of these uh, tall, striped shirt wearing, ripped jeans, bandanas. A few of them have an eye patch. Uh, and they are now actually a few of them have cutlasses out and they're currently trying to uh, break open a shipping container. And uh, Lucia looks out. And, uh, so I'm fairly certain that I think that's Mr. Young's shipping container. Is that is that yours? Right. The one that has uh, all the Korean on it? I don't really know what that says. Yeah, that's mine. At this point, I'm hastily dialing 911. Okay, uh, as you uh, start uh, dialing 911, they turn over, like one of them looks around and like actually makes eye contact with uh, both of you since neither of you actually like ducked down next to the car. Oh, I thought I was, like, peeking over with Lucia. Okay, well, then Shinyu hasn't uh, ducked over uh, behind the car. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm not even paying attention to them. My back's to them. Okay, yeah. Then you don't even notice that one of them is starting to run over and actually uh, towards you with uh, one of their cutlasses drawn. Uh, Shinyu? Hey, they're coming over here. I'm on the phone. <laughs> he has a sword for some reason. 
Yeah, so, so as I was saying, officer, some guys are breaking into the, my warehouse. They're trying to steal my stuff. Apparently they've got swords. Roll courage to see uh, what happens next. Ten. So, like, Mr. Magoo, you just happen to, like, walk to the side for a second, and in that moment, like, a sword comes by and, like, swipes you right where you were, and then, like, again, like, Mr. Magoo, you go to, like, lean over to, like, pick something up, and then as you're leaning over, uh, it, again, like, another sword swipe, like, horizontally right above you, uh, and at that point with the second one, you actually sue see, uh... The, the assailant looking down at you with a, a sword, like, now it's actually, like, like, like they go to swipe the sword, and it, like, hits right into, like, a metal uh, uh, beam, getting it, like, stuck right against the, uh, like, on the inside of the beam, like, stuck uh, into there, and looks down at you, and is just, like, <sighs> making, like, kind of, like, like, just kind of fish gurgly noises. Pardon me, I'm on the phone. Uh, Cal, what do you do? So, Cal and Lucia are over here, just, like, mouth like gape at this amazing show of pure coincidence <laughs> Kyle's gonna run up and kick him in between the legs okay uh roll boldness I rolled a 10 striped shirt piranha uh person uh you kick them right between the legs and you actually kick them uh so hard they actually fall right into the water and you notice when they hit the water they basically entirely dissolve into it at this point Lucia then turns back around and does not see any of the uh ones that were attacking the uh shipping container earlier uh does Cal I wanna Cal look around like mm -hmm. all around 360 to see anything? Roll wits. I rolled a ten. Yeah, with a ten, I'm gonna say uh you look up and you actually see they are uh running along the tops of the shipping container and they're actually just about to jump down and uh attack you and Shinu. I'm gonna say because you notice this ahead of hand, you don't have to roll uh for this uh next one. Shinu, you do have to roll. What should I roll? Uh, roll courage. Seven. Okay, with a seven, I'm going to say uh, you do not get uh, attacked. However, uh, you do notice just in time to like dodge out of the way. And in that uh, moment, you actually drop your cell phone right on the ground. It lands with a thud because it's about 17 pounds. Just a big old chunk. Actually, were the phones still chunky in 93? I don't remember. Let's look up a 1993 cell phone. I imagine it's pretty chunky. I wouldn't have been that chunky. Like a good old Nokia chunky. Nah, Shinny would have had a a, a pretty expensive uh, phone, so it would have, it wouldn't have been the chunk. Ah, because I kind of like this one. Th that's actually the one I was looking at. That, like <laughs> it's it's not chunky, but ah, it's pretty chunky. The flip down keypad cover. On this episode of Dive Rangers, the characters uh, don't talk too much. It's actually just going to be the uh, the the players. They're all just sitting there talking about how how weird phones are and other cantankerous opinions. <laughs> yeah. So his phone drops to the ground. Antenna breaks. And how does Shinu feel about that? Third one this week. And how does Shinu feel about the person who's just come down and try to attack him? Excuse me. Uh, they look up at you and they're like kind of all on all fours. They look up at you after they uh, just try to attack you and just go. <sighs> like to kick it in the face. Okay, roll boldness. Four. You go to attack this thing and instead it just grabs your leg and drags you uh, down across there. Uh, you take two damage. I am harmed. 
Uh, Cal, what do you do as you're seeing this? At this point, I think Lucia is actually starting to like already get up and like want to grab something to attack with. I imagine the guy that tried just tried to get me is like basically like basically stumbling past because he expected to hit me, mm -hmm. and I want to like push him over the edge of the dock. Okay, uh, I would say with that one, yeah, roll boldness. I rolled a four as well. <laughs> I think in your attempt to actually push uh, this guy off the dock, they like like maneuver in just a way so that you fall completely off the dock yourself i think right behind you though uh as you're actually trying to like climb out uh to begin with you then actually see uh one of those piranha people uh actually get like pushed over and knocked uh right into the dock uh forcing you back down into the water uh for for a moment uh and then you see lucia's head pop over me all like sorry i just got out of the water too and like gradually try to climb up the ladder again Shinu, uh, you're being dragged by the leg. What do you do? I'm going to kick with my free leg. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say roll uh, boldness minus one. Ten. Uh, you kick this thing, not just like, like you kick this thing so dang hard and right against that, uh, that you actually like look like you break the person's neck, but then they keep like with the broken neck that's kind of like hobbling. It like screams at you again and then just kind of goes limp. And then like, dissolves into water as uh they're holding on to your leg so my pant leg is now soaked yes all right uh i stand up sigh loudly saying it's gonna cost a fortune to dry clean out as call as cal's waving water up his eyes and off his face and stuff he's just like yeah it didn't care about the swords he cared about this pant leg makes sense to me from there uh Lucia then actually gets uh jumped down like on top of by one of these one of the last like piranha people that's actually currently attacking the area. What do you do, Cal? I try to pull him off of her and like throw her throw him away, throw him away, the little fish person. Okay, uh, roll courage. I rolled a nine. Okay, with a nine, I'm gonna say that you try. You actually are successful, able to uh, pull uh, the fish person off of Lucia, but uh, they're now grappled with you. Uh, hold on tightly, uh, Shinu. What do you do? I am going to at this point run over and try and help uh, Cal. Okay, how are you gonna do that? So it was on top of him, or it was. I would him? say they're now just both kind of like like like. I imagine it's like a Homer Simpson grab. Where uh, the which a prana person has like their uh, mitts around uh, Cal's throat. I'm gonna go for a trusty liver punch because that worked so well with Reese earlier. <laughs> and this time you're gonna punch in the actual direction the liver is, not yeah. like in the stomach, but like behind. Yeah. Yeah. Boldness. Mm -hmm. Nine. Okay, with a nine, I'm going to say uh, you are actually able to attack. However, uh, as you're uh, attacking against it, it uh, immediately lets go of Cal and then just like dissolving into water and then re uh, like appearing turns perfectly around to face you uh, and swipes at you at the same time. Uh, so uh, take one harm. All right. And uh, with that, uh, they actually are now grappled onto you. Cal, what do you do? He's gonna. Uh, is there any? Uh, there's no like rocks or random like cinder blocks nearby. Is there? There's like a, a random cinder block right by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's gonna pick it up and try to knock him over the head, the prana man over the head with it. Roll that boldness. I like this plan. You rolled a five. You you lift this thing up and it uh like as you're about to like chuck it, 
uh, it just kind of slips out of your hand and like lands right on your foot. So for the rest of the episode, your foot's gonna hurt like real bad. After uh, this, uh, the piranha person like pushes uh, Shinu to the ground, pushes Shinu like right on top of Lucia, and then actually starts uh, running away. Can I stand up and grab my broken cell phone and just tuck it at him? And you can try. Roll, 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 roll courage to see if you can actually do all that. Do my uh, abilities or my moves work yet? Uh, which move are you trying to use? Well, I get uh, ongoing courage and heroism when I've got harm. Yeah, I would say uh, ongoing courage works in this one. Okay. Nine. Okay, with a nine, I'm going to say you actually do chuck your phone, uh, and it does hit, but you actually see the phone, like, if it wasn't broken before, it is now shattered against the, which at its, uh, head, and you actually see the piranha person, like, just drop down, uh, but yeah, your phone is definitely, like, completely gone, you can't, you can't salvage anything from it, so if you had any important contacts, they're, they're all gone. Nah, mine's like a steel trap, they're all up in the head. Okay. Uh, Lucia then looks over at uh, Shinu like, can you get off of me? I would have had to have gone off her to pick oh. throw the cell phone. See, I was imagining you were still on top of her and just reached over and just like did like an like <laughs> Olympic chuck like. Okay. I like that. I want to, while still st on top of Lucia, I want to grab the cell phone and just huck it. So yeah, you've hucked the uh, cell phone like right uh, which you had, uh, Adam. So yeah, Lucia just kind of asked like, hey, can you uh, can you get off me? Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. I stand up, dust myself off. She also, like, dusts herself off as she's standing. I was all like, listen, okay, when I said I'd like to get closer to you as a boss, like, I meant, you know, this is not it. This is not what I meant. I meant I meant a lot of other things. This is not it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google eye, Googly eyes for Cal. I've, I'm now heading straight towards the uh, crate to see which one they're actually going into. Uh, as you look inside, uh, or, like, look to the manifest outside of the uh, uh, shipping container, you actually see that it is the shipping container that uh, contained a lot of the more, uh, how we say, ambitious. It, it's kimchi. Well, okay, it's, it's some kimchi. kimchi, but it's also like just in general the the ambiguous, the ambitious uh, ingredients for uh, bubble teas that you have shipped uh, from different places across the world. Oh, thank God they didn't get the uh, the anchovies. Just all anchovies? Is that the secret to all bubble teas? Just anchovies? Well, these are specific anchovies. Oh, okay, okay. Lucia looks over at Cal, is just like, "Hey, um, do you want to talk about this with anybody else? Because I don't." No, I'd rather just forget all this happened, including getting soaked and giant cinder block blood on my foot while he's hopping around with one foot in there, holding his one foot. I'll be fine. The heck were those things anyway? Tourists? I have no idea. This is the shittiest tourist I've ever met. Okay, and we're gonna dive shop. I know shitty tourists. Kyle's going to grumble under his breath. It's been a great day so far. Shinu also mumbles under his breath. Bet this is Reese's fault. Okay. Uh, we're now actually going to cut back uh, to the Mo. Or actually, we're going to cut back to the hospital. Or to the hospital since we weren't there before. Um, I'm assuming you took her to Memorial? Uh, yes. The Bahamut's Bay Memorial Hospital. Who's that memorializing again? Uh, the original town of Bahamut Bay. So just the memorial for the entire town? Yep. You know, uh, burned down. Burned down in like the 1910s. Okay. Asked and answered. Uh, so yeah, you're over at uh, Bahamut's Bay Memorial, and uh, you are with Mori as she's being patched up. That doesn't look too bad. 
Uh, she's uh, kind of like like you know pawing at like the little uh, uh, patch of uh, gauze that's covering over her neck. She's all like, "Yeah, no. Once I got some blood in me, that that certainly felt a hell of a lot better." John, you really don't have to stay with me the whole day. Well, I feel like I kind of got you in the mess when I since I asked for your help, but you didn't ask for my help so much as I said I wanted to come along with you. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, you would feel that way. She she seems like a little annoyed, but like like there's like a little bit of a smile on her face, like like to her chagrin. She finds you just a little bit charming. Do you know what, like, any idea was what they might have been looking for? Does whatever whatever those people were. I don't know what the heck they could want from that mural. That that mural was just like that was that was just a collection of different like fossil samples we've uh, found in the uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, I couldn't put. It couldn't be anything honestly worthwhile. Hmm. I mean. Not only that, but also that wasn't even like the only mural we had like that. I know the museum proper of the, at the Mo actually has a bunch of stuff like that. What was the mural of? Uh, me asking the the GM. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The mural was just uh, a bunch of different fossilized stuff. Okay. Hmm. So far, that's all you're going to get out of me, unless uh, unless you ask the right question to the right person. I was never big on paint, uh, murals, so I don't even know. Where to start looking for that kind of stuff? I'm saying mural, but it's more like a, um, like, you know, one of those, like, uh, it's going to be those glass cases that are, like, kind of indented into the wall. And inside them, it's going to be this, like, large chunk that has actually been, like, cut out of, like, the uh, a rock face uh, that has a bunch of different, like, fossilized things on it. Like, a bunch of fossilized plants and stuff. Huh. Okay. That makes that makes more sense now. I thought it was, like a like, a painting, like an actual big old painting or something. No, nah, it's just it's a it's a large cutout of a rock face. Okay. Not really a mural at all. Okay, that makes more sense. If you want, I can ask. Um, is who's who was doing the stitching up? Was it Henri or was it? I would say Henri is like still there, like doing like a little bit of stitching, just like uh, kind of looking over. Like, in fact, actually, uh, Henri comes back into the room, being like, "Hey, uh, want to change out that gauze by any chance? He's starting to feel a little, you know, is it is bleeding coming down? How you feeling, Maury?" Maury looks over, is all like, oh, thank you, Henri, you are a absolute lifesaver. I tell you, you helped me a lot, uh, a little bit more than this guy. Points over at uh, John, like. John's just going to shrug, like, yeah, she's great. And so you say uh, this is just a freak accident that happened with uh, one of the captured animals? I, I can't imagine what, uh, what animal would have done this to you. Oh, for, did John not tell her the truth? I feel like John would have told her the truth. I think Maury definitely was, like, out of it. And, like, what, did I get attacked by an animal or something like that? Yeah. Uh, must have been it. J- John will, like, pull on uh, pull Henri to the side when she's unchanging the galls uh, and, like, explain ex- actually what happened. Okay, what's that conversation sound like? So, yeah, you pull you pull Henri to the side. Uh, what, are you, what are you saying? Hey, you remember that stuff that happened way back in the day? John? When you, when you bring someone here that's attacked like that, and you say it was an animal, uh-huh. I don't think you got to tell me that something real different's happening. I'm thinking just a little bit, like I know my husband, and I happen to know when supernatural shit's going around, okay? Yeah, I just wanted to run it by you first, just in case you, just, just, just let you, you know, letting you know. Yeah, um, she uh, she grabs your uh, arm. Listen, okay, listen. 
You might have just saved Maury's life, so I'm not going to get too mad at you for that. I like her. But you're going to tell me that you're about to do all that again? Because I don't think... There's got to be someone else. It doesn't have to just be you that does that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it may just it may just be nothing. It, it may just be a, a bump in the road. Sure hope that. But, no, John, you look at me, okay? This isn't just a bump in the road. You gotta promise me, like, it can't just be you. There's gotta be other people out there that can do this. I'll, um, I'll go see if I, you know, maybe, I'll, I'll look something up, maybe I can't find some. Okay, you make that promise to me. Promise, Henry. I think around that time, that's whenever Maury kind of says, hey, I think something's weird happened at the Mo." Uh-huh. And TV turns on, and during that time, uh, as you look at it, you actually see not just more of those uh, striped shirt, bandana, uh, you know, ripped pants, eye patch, cutlass wielding. I'm just going to call them the Piranha Pirates because we know they're pirates at this point. I think it's pretty obvious. Right. The Piranha Pirates uh, start uh, look like they're actually like like marching into the Mo, and there's like maybe 10 of them. But then there's actually one other person uh, with them, and it is a... Imagine a large biker looking dude, leather shirt, bandana around, uh, ripped up jeans with a big black bushy beard. Oh. And they're all kind of uh, trolling into the museum entrance of the Mo. That's not gonna go well. Hey, John. Yeah. Do you think we should call that in? I feel like we should call that in. And Henri looks over at John like, gotta be someone else. It doesn't have to just be you. Let me think. Uh, we should definitely call that in. And I think I need to get a bubble tea. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Off Our Rangers, right here, right now. The opening theme song for this episode was Shoop by Salt and Peppa. The interstitial music played over the 1964 sequence was Monsters by The Thrill off the Blue Submarine No. 6 soundtrack. The ending music that you're hearing right now is Face by the Luyas. We're so happy you joined us for this. Episode 2 and the conclusion to the Attack on the Mo will be out this Thursday. Hope you're staying safe out there in these trying times. Please don't kill my character. It, there's literally nothing that you can you, you can do to stop me. Okay, I will murder. I'll murder characters as much as I can. Everybody dies first episode. So you can understand what's happening. You can also watch us uh, change things, kind of see us as you, as as we're playing. I was about to say play along. You're not really going to be playing along with us. That'd be a difficult, weird thing to do. At some point, some podcast is going to find a way to make it so that someone plays along. We'll ask you to roll a d20 yourself, and then we'll just say what result you got. And so that's just so much more fun, right? Roll a d20 for us real quick. Oh, a six? Ooh, ooh, that's not great.
I'm I'm the GM. I'm the GM. Ruby, if you make something better, you're the smartest Ruby I know. How many rubies do you know? <laughs> That's very important. Can you tell me how, how many how many rubies how many rubies do you know? See, see, this is the reason. This is the reason why. This is the reason I don't trust things. Okay, this is the reason I don't I don't I don't trust people. I plead the fifth. Yes. You expect me to drink tap water? Yes. I I am a podcast hope host. I'll fucking let you know. Okay, I'm a podcast hopeful is what I am. Okay. I'll okay. have you fucking know. Okay? okay. I deserve only premium bottled water. Okay. From Fiji. Walmart. Oh. No no no. Fiji. Fiji and only the Fiji bought at World Market. Okay. But that's like five dollars a bottle. Yeah, exactly, okay? I, I mean, did I not spend gonna, my money well. I knew you were going to go diva. I was honestly expecting at least two hours. Sword of the Marlin, Dive Ranger number three, Navy Diver. Navy Diver! Navy Diver! <laughs> 